What is up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman here with you, as always. Really appreciate you guys checking out the show. How are you? Really glad to be back. This is the first one since the Big Dad Rich episode of Texas Hippie Coalition, which was a lot of fun talking to him. Been a busy couple of weeks here, and I'm back now in my very own home studio. That's right. All right, all right. Got my little microphone, got my little soundboard, and I'm good to go. Just got to keep on living, baby. L-I-V-I-N. All right. In all seriousness, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that I've been recording with Mike Jameson at his home studio in Rossford, Ohio. And Mikey is a very, very busy guy. In addition to the games that we do for Toledo Sports Network, we do two high school games every week, which he broadcasts. He does the editing. He puts them together. He takes them to the TV station so that they can go on the air and people can watch us do our thing. He also does a home improvement show. He does a wedding show. Every Saturday morning here in Toledo, Ohio, we do a radio show on 106.5 FM, The Ticket, which, by the way, you can check out on TuneIn Radio at Toledo Sports Network. (laughs) Shameless plug. But in all seriousness, Mikey's a really busy guy. As am I. You know, I have a I have a job in addition to you know trying to pursue my dreams with this stuff, uh, with the sports broadcasting and doing this podcast and doing music feature stories uh, as frequently as I as I can with my with my schedule, which is different every week. So, in short, I decided to treat myself this Christmas and get my own little broadcasting setup so that I could record the shows on my own and be more consistent. Because when I started this thing back in 2012. I wanted to give you guys one show a week and keep the content consistent. And when I took a job in marketing two years ago, I I took a break from this stuff. Uh, There was a couple of shows, sort of part and parcel. Took a break from writing to focus on that new job. And for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm not in that that line of work anymore. And I'm back at it with this stuff, with writing, and, and have continued to do the broadcasting. So... I really wanted to get back into the swing of things and trying to get more consistent content to you guys because I love doing this. I love sharing music with with people, and and it's so cool that uh, many of you have listened from all over the world, man, not just the United States, and it's really humbling. I never thought that anybody in other countries would know my name, and, uh, and and it's not about me. It's just the idea that I've been able to reach people, you know, overseas and in South America and, you know... Europe, the UK, I mean, it's Turkey, it's it's nuts where you guys are listening from. So I really appreciate the love, China, Canada, it's crazy. And uh, really the, the whole goal for this when I started it, and I know I've said it many, many times on this podcast, is just to share music with people, give you the stories behind the artist, um, give you fun conversations that I get to have, and, and many of which I can't fit in a 700 or 800 word story there's only so much i can fit in there and that's why i started this because i was like man it'd be cool to really give people a whole kit and caboodle so that's where we find ourselves in february of 2015 baby so i'm, I'm really excited uh i think i got the levels where i want them so hopefully when you guys check this out it's not like all over modulating everything because i'm still learning it's been four and a half years since i graduated college and i've been cutting my teeth locally with broadcasting and writing and I just figured it's about time I try to learn the engineering side of things. So so here we go. I have no idea what that accent just was, by the way. No friggin' clue. Anywho, let's get to it. This week's show I'm really excited about because 
much like my friends in Tropic Bombs, which, by the way, was the intro music you heard to this podcast. Those guys are I've known for four years, Ryan Waiten in particular, great guy, lead singer of that band. God, I can't believe it's been almost four years since we first talked, and, and I got a chance to do their first ever story was written by yours truly. And, uh, you know, they reached out to several different people, and I got back to them. And and uh, it, it really, over the years, has developed into a friendship. And it's been really cool to kind of chronicle their journey uh, from, from their first ever album to where they are now. They just got done with their their uh, new EP, which came out uh, in 2014. So uh, Return to Bomber Bay. And much, much like that scenario... Um, these guys who I'm giving you today did their first ever interview with me and I'm bringing it to you now so I'm really really excited that of course is drum roll please I always got to make it a little bit weird right it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't a little weird is stretch that's what I'm giving you today stretch which is a duo comprised of Kyle Randolph and Dylan Kaprowski both vocalists Kind of a mashup of some hip-hop, some pop, some rock, even a little bit of metal. I got a chance to see these guys actually open for Tropic Bombs <clears throat> Excuse me, back in November for a, a Thanksgiving Bash show. And I, I was really just blown away by their energy on stage. They had great crowd control, and they're really doing their own thing. I mean, yes, we've seen hip-hop and rock mashed together before. I mean, that was really the birth <clears throat> Excuse me, of new metal in the late 90s that you know in, in terms of birthing it to to a, a mainstream level obviously bands like Limp Bizkit uh you know Corn I'm sure people are might might even say are the kings of new metal I don't really get too caught up in labels but but these guys got got a really unique mix of uh of rock and hip hop pop uh and in kind of a, even like a metal punk element to their live show in terms of the fact that these guys are up there just headbanging and jumping around stage getting the crowd involved i mean it's it's crazy it's crazy it was a lot of fun to watch these guys and uh i actually did a story on their album release show their first full-length album is awkward at its finest it came out on december 30th right before the new year and it really has a lot of peaks and valleys man i mean Kyle, as you'll hear in the interview, is, is kind of more the rapper. Dylan is, is more of the uh, sort of the, the hardcore vocals. And I really just like these guys. They're young dudes. They have a lot of energy. They're a lot of fun to talk to. This was their first interview. So I think I think they were a little, a little nervous at first, but uh, they opened up, and it was a lot of fun. And you're going to get to hear some of the cool things they've gotten to do um, in terms of getting the ball rolling for their musical style. They, they launched it in 2012, and, and they're really making a lot of noise locally. Right now on Facebook, I think they've got almost 8,000 fans, so it's really cool. I mean, especially for anybody from my hometown. As you guys know, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. It's just so awesome uh, when I see passionate musicians and passionate artists here who are doing something really, really cool. So much like Tropic Bombs, I got the opportunity to do this first ever interview with stretch and i'm really really excited to see what these guys are going to do coming up here in the next few years because they're a lot of fun they're good dudes and they make great music so without further ado i'm going to shut up and i'm going to give you my conversation with kyle randolph and dylan kaprowski of stretch 
Here you go. Thanks again for doing this. Um, it's it's funny because I actually I saw you guys. Uh, I I can't remember if it was a Thanksgiving show with Tropic Bombs. You guys were on that one, right? Yeah, that was the show that we played with them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my first exposure to you guys, and um, I and even even checking out the music video and, and checking out a couple of songs. It's um, it's 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 interesting because looking at your influences and and. Um, Looking at sort of the, the personas that you guys have, it's it, it's kind of like tongue in cheek. Some of the stuff you guys almost poke fun at yourselves a little bit um, in some of the songs. But um, that's how I wanted to ask you, like how how did this start with you guys? I know it's uh, you guys started this back in 2012, but as far as your guys' relationship with each other and, and and doing the music that you're doing, how did it come together? Oh God, I think you guys just better than I can. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, well, me and Dylan have known each other since high school. But the funny thing is we didn't really hang out. Like, we, I don't know, we said maybe five words to each other in our high school career. And then through a mutual friend after high school, we started actually hanging out and talking. I was doing music straight out of high school, but I was kind of doing just my own thing. Didn't, didn't do any shows, didn't actually even record anything professionally. And then as soon as I started talking to Dylan, that's when we started actually, I don't know, we're so, like, different. That we thought, since we're, since it's so different, it'd be cool to bring like our such diverse stuff together, and that's when we started actually recording professionally. And then I don't know, within a year, we were already performing shows. Yeah, it moved pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely, really quickly. Like, well, it started with one song, and then it just snowballed out of that. Yeah, pretty much. So where did where did you guys go to school, man? Uh, Rossford. I got Rossford. Oh, did you, when did you, when did you get out of there? I got out in '09. He got out in Canada. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's funny because I do uh, I do broadcasting locally with uh, with Toledo Sports Network, and we do a lot of games out there. So I was just wondering if maybe our, our paths had crossed before before I even knew you guys. But but uh, but yeah. Um, so so who who's kind of more the the rap and who's kind of more the rock? Because that that was the thing that I that I noticed too. Because um, you guys had a live drummer there as well, um, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And um, I could see kind of those influences with the vocal styles meshing. And um, I thought it was kind of cool to see that, especially what you guys were doing. I, I felt like it was it was different because I've only seen one other two piece in Toledo before and it was actually middle class rut a band that I, I really like um, so who influences or influences as far as uh, music who who kind of comes from from what end of the spectrum um, yeah it's, it's funny because I'm Kyle I'm the rapper and then Dylan is the more rock side of it but I don't know the funny thing is that I, I am in, like obviously I rap so I am influenced by some rappers but, like, the music I listen to that influences me is, I don't know, not a lot of it's actually rap, which, I don't, like, that's why when you see us live, even though, I, even though I'm rapping, I think our show all together is, I don't know, it's more of a, more of a rock show. I think in the end of it, I listen to more rap than you do. Which is weird. <laughs> the rocker in the band listens to more rap than the actual rapper in the band. But, like, uh... I don't know, actual influences? Are you looking for actual influences? 
Well, yeah, I saw I saw that the the three on your on your Facebook page were like Hollywood or Hollywood Undead and uh, Eminem and, and Limp Biscuit. Um, is that kind of like mutual between the two of you as far as like the three biggest ones? I think mutually those are the three. Yeah, mutually, yeah. Now, when what was what was that first live performance like? I mean, when you guys talk about um, you guys are so different that you thought it would be cool to to kind of see where it would go. I mean, what was what was that, or even before the live performance, like the first time you guys got together and started started making music together? I mean, did you know right away that you guys were onto something, or did it did it take a little bit of time to develop this? I think, well, recording wise, I think I think it was right away a perfect. But uh, when we performed live for the very first time, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to say? Um, I think I don't know. It was you, we kind of felt something there. But at the same time, it was it was that American Legion, so it was kind of it was kind of hard to figure out if it was it was right. But it, it felt right. But it was just so raw that we couldn't get that good handle on it. It was awkward, yeah, in a good way. <laughs> there wasn't enough room for the drums. We had to stand on the floor. There was one monitor. So we kind of, the, the show was rough, so we couldn't really tell if we had something. And then well, we had a show at Frankie's, like, do you want to play there? Um, I want to say, I think, I think it was the, the Gorilla Show. Yeah, because it was before the Cancer Benefit. And that one was, I don't know, it was a bigger stage. It was a bigger crowd. I think by that time we had, we had already been, began to see that hey I think this actually works and the chemistry in the live show yeah. started really forming and that's when we, that's, I think that's when we really realized that we, we definitely have something and I mean now we've been we've been playing now for almost two years and even now even like with each show we're like with every show we're like oh wow that's something new and it, I don't know it just gets better and better we figure out we're still feeling more and more comfortable yeah. we actually um, up ourselves every show. Yeah, like, we don't mean to; it just happens. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys had a, had a lot of energy, you know. I mean, that was, and it's funny that you say it's more like a rock show because it because it pretty much was. I mean, you guys were going out into the crowd, you were head banging, and and I just thought, man, these guys are they're really going for it, you know. Um, and I and I thought it was cool because you guys were able to get some reaction out of the crowd, which. I'm sure, as you guys know, you know whether you're the you know the opener or not. I mean, usually if if you're one of the opening bands, like yeah, you can get you can get some of your friends to come out and stuff. But it's it's hard to win people over, even if you are killing it. Like just it's because not, people really people are always there to see to I mean, see the whoever whoever the the headliner is. And I mean, I, I mean, like one of the bands now that's making a lot of noise that I remember actually seeing in Toledo like a year and a half ago was. Uh, was nothing more and it took them even in that set like a good you know halfway through their set before they started to really kind of win the crowd over and now they're doing all kinds of stuff you know and you guys you guys were able to do that i felt like really from from the jump you kind of were able to control the crowd i appreciate you saying that because i mean that's that's the big thing that we look for just because if someone doesn't hear us before actually even if someone does hear us before the show just because our live show is so different from like the music that you listen to on a recorded track that we do, I feel like I feel like because a lot of times we play with rock bands, so a lot of those fans, if they if, like, if we tell them, hey, we're playing, we're playing with at this show, I feel like 
Some of, not all of them, because a lot of a lot of people obviously like a lot of different music, but I feel like some of them are like, oh, okay, they're hip hop acts, shrug it off. So I feel like with each show we go into, we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna show everyone in this crowd why they need to like us. I, I think I've actually heard us get compared to uh, Machine Gun Kelly's live performance because on the CD he's more hip hop and rap, but then you see his live show and it's like basically a metal punk show that he tears things apart, breaks the stage, and crowd crowd serves everything. So I've yeah, heard that from a, from a fan before. Now, for you guys, the uh, the the personas, I guess you could say. I mean, is it one of those things where you feel like when you're performing, that's that's who you really are? I mean, especially with sort of like the, um, like I said, you see in the bringing bringing down the house uh, music video, and and you guys, you guys are definitely you, you like to have a good time, and you're not afraid to poke fun at yourselves, but because um, it, it does, it takes. I don't think people realize like the courage it takes to get on stage. I mean, wh- whatever type of performing you're doing. I mean, whether you're an athlete or you're a musician, like it takes courage to like put yourself out there. And I feel like people sometimes don't understand how hard that is. So for for you guys, uh, at what point in your lives were you kind of realizing that um, that this was sort of the direction you wanted to go in as far as far as music and, and developing your voice? For the for the album um, that just came out at the uh, the end of December, right? Yeah, December thirtieth. Who did you guys record that with? Uh, we did it at a studio called Soundscape Recording Studio. It's in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, and uh, the engineer there is named Tim Tim Smith. He's actually in a band uh, called Too Fat. I don't know if you've heard of them. What was what was that experience like? Was this the first time that either one of you guys had had recorded like a, a full album before? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 What was I that? Mean, what was that like going up there? It was strenuous. Like uh, we would do like what eight hour sessions. Yeah. And it was we would be there for eight, eight hours, eight to ten hours, and we would only be working on one song. So, and that's part of the reason that it's taken so long. It's, it's I, we. We've literally been recording for two years now yeah. on the album. So it's kind of a uh, fact that it's finally done. And we don't even have, we're getting physical copies in the mail tomorrow, so I think that'll be the moment where all the artists, yeah, it's, it, it's literally it's physically in our hands. 
That's that's a cool feeling too. I gotta imagine once you get the actual uh, finished finished product. I mean, in the, in this this digital age, everything is so instantaneous. But um, even with a lot of the bands that I like, I, I still love. I have to go get a physical copy because I just I, mean, I like yeah, holding same something. Yeah, same here. Same on both of us. I I make sure to go out of my way on a Tuesday and go to Best Buy and buy a, a seat for my favorite band. I know it's always discounted in that day, so it doesn't matter. I somehow get out of work earlier whatever but so so material wise for this for this album um obviously there's there's fun stuff um and and, and party type stuff uh like bringing down the house but uh but lyrically um where where do you guys draw inspiration from is a lot of it from personal experience i would i'd actually say all of it yeah all of it is i mean if you if you listen to it all you'll be able to. Oh, I would hope. I would at least hope that you'd be able to tell that all of it's pretty personal. Which is, I don't know. A lot, I feel like a lot of rap has to be like it's not. Rap, it has to come from personal experience. But yeah, we have, and I, I feel like a lot of people think that that's all we. That's the only type of song that we do is party songs because that's partly that's the blame because that's, that's all we've released as singles. But there's a lot of different stuff on the album. There's songs. There, there are party songs. There are uh, self, uh, what's the word? Self motivation. motivation songs. There are songs about relationships. There's songs about uh, life. Um, a lot of different kinds of stuff. Yeah, because so, because a couple of those you had like uh, "Miss Me When I'm Gone" with Kevin Palmer, and then "Love Song" is on there in Glass House. I mean, th- those were a few that you guys had released uh, initially um, on YouTube to kind of give people a preview, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it was "Love Potion." We did "Bringing Down the House," "Love Potion Number Nine," and "Cardigan." We released a while back. I mean, it, what, it was strenuous recording, like you said, but I mean, um, what was the thing that maybe Tim brought out of you guys in the studio that, that helped really make it like a, something that you're really proud of? What did, what did he bring to the table as, as sort of like an engineer slash producer? He had this act of just pushing you so far that like, there was a point where Kyle's voice went out during, during, the, uh, during one of the verses and he just couldn't do it anymore. We had to take a break because... Tim kept pushing and pushing. He wasn't getting the right sound from him. See, Tim is, Tim is not like other uh, engineers. Tim, I feel like Tim wanted it to sound as good as it could possibly sound. And I remember um, like when, we, when we first went in, like the very first time, I remember being this shy little kid that I've never been to a recording studio before. And now I go in and it's, like I know exactly what Tim wants me to do. We talk back and forth, but he'll literally make us go through takes like twenty times, and he'll tell he'll tell you what's wrong with it. If you weren't doing this right, you weren't doing this right. You were off beat, and he holds nothing back. He'll tell you nothing back. Yeah, even makes you cry. <laughs> and that, I think Tim's part of the reason why we have like the personas that we have. Like yeah. he, I remember him saying like. There was there was one time where I just was not getting it, and he basically said, "Right now you are you are in character. You have to act like this when you're recording. It sounds too boring. You're just reading lyrics." So I feel like he's part of the reason that we have the personas that we have. 
Well, and I thought it was even seeing you guys live. What what was so awesome about it was I was like I kept I kept looking at you guys and I was like I was like these these look like just like two like just regular dudes that that are probably friendly nice nice guys that are down to earth and both of you guys are up there just like just ripping it up like Kyle was going crazy Dylan was like on his knees head banging I'm like who like, I was like. <laughs> I was like, who? I was like, who are these guys? You know, um, and that's why that's why I thought it was so interesting, um, and why I wanted to talk to you guys too, because it's like, I even even talking to Ryan um, from Tropic Bombs, who was who was in your video. He's a great guy. I, I've um, I've known him for for years from when they first started playing shows as that band together, and and he even told me one time, he's like, you know, it's funny because people always tell me when they see me on stage they're they're like dude you're like a different person up there but he's like no that's just like that's that's me when i'm most comfortable when i'm in my element like that's who, who i feel like is it like that for you guys when you're up there i know exactly how it is totally agreed. That, i don't think that's gonna be more true that's if i could act the way that i act on stage 24/7 so how how excited are you about um just just about having this album finally done and actually getting it in the mail i mean are you, are you pretty geeked up at this point to just get oh, it physically geek, geek up is a far understatement I, I don't i don't think anyone has any sort of idea like yeah. i i literally have no words of how excited i am when we And you guys have it up on, uh, it's on Amazon already, and um, is it on iTunes now, too? It is finally on iTunes. Oh, we had, I, because I, I did all the uploading for it, like, distributing-wise, Yeah. and we did, we distributed it to all major stores, and for some reason, iTunes, I think it might have been a holiday or something, but they took, like, two extra weeks to get it uploaded. Yeah. So, that kind of... Screwed us, but it was it was annoying getting text messages after text messages every day. Is it up yet? Is it up yet? Yeah. Is it up yet? I wake up every morning with at least sixteen text messages from people. Is it up yet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's up on all major stores now, including iTunes. Yeah, that's that's what's cool. That is one of the cool things I feel like about about being an artist now compared to you know say you know twenty years ago is. Uh, it's you can reach a wide audience in in a in a shorter amount of time without having that grind of you know the production and, and getting it. I mean before because that's the only way you could get it was physically whether it was tape or you know CD and that that's got to be pretty cool as an independent artist. I, I would I would feel like to to be able to get it out to a lot of people immediately and just kind of see you know, where where your music is actually going to, you know, what people from what part of the country or what part of the world even are going to have a chance to listen to it. Like, that's got to be pretty exciting. It's, it's cool thinking about someone could stumble upon us on iTunes in California and instead of just having physical copies in Ohio and then having to order more and send them other places hoping someone will sell them. It makes it so much easier. Because I know there's, like, we can track who are, who's uh, buying and listening to our songs because obviously they're up on Spotify, too, so you can track who's listening. And we have people in other countries listening to our music, which is... 
And you take more than I do, so. But yeah, no, we do. Cause, well, I think part of it's because of the head PE style. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, do you know the band Head PE? Yeah, I remember. I, they're still around. I, I remember them kind of um, right around the early 2000s. I think that's kind of when they were at their height because I'm pretty sure they were on, like, I don't know if it was OzFest, but they were on a couple of big a couple of big tours there about, I want to say, maybe 10, 15 years ago. But I know they still tour. Yeah, well, what's weird is um, the first song that me and Dylan did together, which it was before we actually started recording an actual album, the first song we did together... We got the lead singer of Head P.E. to be on that track. Which, I know that sounds incredibly crazy, but uh, he's on that track. <laughs> I, I was hoping to see him in person. I know, I, it was I know. so cool. But yeah, he's on it. And the reason I brought it up is I'm pretty sure that's why we're getting people listening in other countries. Because of that song. What? I mean, it's not, it's not entirely like popular, but... Still, so people see Jared from Head P.E. and they, they go to listen to it. What uh, what song is that? It's called Hype. It's actually not on the album because we couldn't get clearance for the beat that we used. So, it's just something we do live. Yeah. Now, how actually, you, you heard it live, though. You heard it live because it was the first track we did. How did that work out with... Uh with him to be able to, to do the song like did you guys just reach out to him and send him send him some stuff I mean how, how did that come about yeah it was it was actually a lot easier than we thought it would be um I remember I remember seeing some Facebook dude he, he had some group on Facebook and was like contact me and I will I will book your favorite singer for uh for a song and I don't know, we, we just did it. And he was like, oh, Jared is not available. And I didn't really believe the guy. He just he seemed like a scam artist. So I jokingly said to Dylan, hey, why don't I just message Facebook? <laughs> I messaged his Facebook, and within a, within a day, he had responded saying, uh, yeah, I mean, give me your phone number. I'll call you, and we'll set it up. So I gave him my number. He called me within another day, and uh, basically we went from there. Like, we were emailing, we were on phone calls, and he, he ended up sending us the track through, through email. And then that's when we took it to our recording studio, and we started working on it. That's awesome, man. I mean, it, it's cool when you reach out to people, and they're, and they're down to earth like that. It was... It was... It, Heavy E was my favorite band in high school, like, so... Is there are there any tracks in particular that um, that you guys are, are really proud of? Do you have I know I know the PC answer is like oh the whole album's awesome, but um, are there any are there any in particular that um, that you guys are, are really happy with with how they turned out or a favorite that you have on the record? I think you might have the same one. I know I, I know for me the proudest is Sound of Silence. Like Sound of Silence, Sound of Silence, Part Two are probably my favorite track in the entire album. That's a really hard question. Well, he said I couldn't say the whole album, so. Sign <laughs> um, of Silence would probably be the same for me. Uh, that one's by far the most personal song on the album um, for multiple reasons. That took the longest. It was the last, uh, it was the last song recorded. That took us months to record just because 
we were doing this all out of pocket and that's the one song where it's like there was like five different guitar layers yeah. a bass layer so much drums get three layers down to the entire session and another session to get the next three layers done and then another session to get all the vocals done not to mention it's a seven minute song yeah so um, but yeah that frankly that's also it was the last song written and it was written um do I do I get personal it's up to you man it's all on you that Sound of Silence is basically I wrote it uh, after my cousin passed away he got in a car accident last year so it's kind of the most personal song for me at least on the album and that's why it's my favorite Danny and I'm sorry to hear that no thanks it's alright but that's but that's why it's it's cool um, with you guys and I and I think it's cool what you're doing too because like you said even though you've got some like party type tracks um, there's there, it's not it's it's not all just about that and I think um, I think that's cool with with this record is people will get to see kind of the diversity of, of what you guys are actually doing definitely yeah and I mean it goes back to the, the um, talking about like if the lyrics are based on experience just because I mean that such something like such a horrible thing happened and I was able to do something that I love to I don't know kind of kind of vent almost but like also do something that could be dedicated to him and and for you guys being in this area I mean how how is it being an artist from Toledo because I I gotta imagine like the plus side of things is you know, um, as far as recording and that type of thing goes, like if you were in New York or L.A. or Chicago, a bigger city would probably be more expensive. Um, but it seems like locally there is like a, a pretty, just just from not being a musician and having had the opportunity to cover different local artists over the years from all different genres, really. I mean, it's it seems like no matter what type of artist that you are, what type of band you are, a performer, that there's, there's there's room for you in Toledo to at least have the stage and have the mic and and be able to get up there and do your thing. I mean, for you guys, how how has that been in, as far as the Toledo music scene and what you guys are doing? I think it's been very accepting. Like some, we always make some kind of big impact on like five, six people every show, and the crowd gets bigger and bigger every show. How innovation has been very good to us. They took they took to us immediately. And, like, all right, we want to get you guys rolling. Start, we'll start booking shows. Like, what, the first music fest we did? Yeah, we did. Um, within five months, we had done two of the Toledo Music Fests. We did one in spring, and then we did one at the end of the summer. I was going to say, before, before we started playing shows, I was kind of like, I don't know how to word other than ignorant. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how the Toledo music scene was because, I mean, I saw local bands, but I wasn't, like, involved in the scene, I guess. And then when we started going to more shows and more shows, and then when we started playing shows, yeah, I don't know, it was a totally different experience. Innovation could not have... They, they could not be more helpful, understanding. Like, I don't think we would be doing the shows that we're doing now if it wasn't for innovation. Definitely not. And is is the live show um, 
I, I think that's that's a, a crucial element too because I mean that's obviously where you kind of cut your teeth as a as a performer, but um, but you guys put put so much into that. I mean, what's what's it like getting into that that headspace before you actually get out there and go on the stage? I mean, do you are you are you already excited the moment you walk into the venue, or you gotta kind of like hype yourself up a little bit? Uh, for me, it's both. Like I'm pumped as soon as I walk in, but I gotta take like a good. Like when I'm outside warming up, I make sure I get in that zone where I can't be bothered. I go right to that zone, and um, I, don't know, I think I told you before I like blocked out during the show. Or the show at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't say with me. I'm I am super pumped, but also like I don't I don't know why, but like I thought that after. Uh, I thought that after like the first couple of shows, I wouldn't be nervous before a show, and still to this day, I get nervous before. And then the second I walk up on stage, I don't know why, but all the nerves just go away. But um, I mean, we have been lucky to do some some of the shows that we've done so early on, including the show with Tropic Bombs, because Tropic Bombs is a really big band in Philadelphia. So I mean, the fact that they that Ryan liked this enough and they liked this enough to have us on a show like that was it, pretty cool. You would up for them. Yeah. But I mean, we got some cool stuff too. We played we played at House of Blues in Cleveland. Um, we did some of the music festivals in Toledo. One in Cleveland. Yeah, one of them in Cleveland. in Cleveland. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That that the reason I bring it up is. All of those shows, I don't think it's any different. No matter how small the show is or how big the show is, we get super pumped. Yeah, it's basically the same way. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter if it's five people or 150. It's, I mean, we give the same effort, give people the same energy. Now, and, I mean, some of, some of the small shows are the ones that we go get them. Yeah, go the craziest. Now, for you guys, what were the uh, what were sort of like your onstage personas birthed out of? I mean, was it just is it just kind of feeling like in your everyday life it's it's just too mundane that um, that this this is your way to kind of just get all that other stuff out? I mean, how how did sort of because um, clearly you guys are nice like just down to earth regular dudes, and and then you get up on stage and you just you want to tear the roof down. I mean, where where did where did those uh, those kind of come from? I, 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 for me, I've always gone to metal shows and hardcore shows. I see all these lead singers going nuts and stomping around, headbanging, do all this, all this stuff, and I'm in the crowd doing that. So that always released so much bullcrap for me. So I, I believe when I go on stage, that's my time to instead of doing the crowd, I do it on stage. I, I feel like I'm. Jumping around when even when I'm not on stage, I just like I feel like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's an honest answer, though. I, I don't. I just like being crazy whenever. Yeah. Well, the last know. thing I'll ask you, you guys, you guys got the show obviously coming up Friday. This is a chance for for people who haven't seen you live to come see you, and also have like your friends there and, and um, some family and stuff there. Um, I know, I know how fun these shows can be, but to to do it at, at the venue that you're doing it at, and, and and to be at the place you guys are at right now, like how, how excited are you for the show, and and what are your plans for uh, for 2015? Do you want to keep doing some regional touring? Um, well, 
and ex- like describe how excited we are for yeah. the show. I mean, there's just so much stuff that's going to happen that I. <laughs> Let's just say we're going to have a lot of surprises at yeah. the show. And I, I, it's been so hard to keep them on wraps, and I, the, the show's evolution is almost to its fullest. Like, um, I don't know, I just hope, I hope everyone comes just because they're not going to, possibly they're not going to see a show like this um, for us at least for a long time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, uh, 2015 though, what are we? Um, for sure, getting a mini tour out, like at least just through Ohio, um, get more shows outside Toledo. Um, we're thinking of uh, we're we're already actually starting to write new music. Just I feel like I feel like just because we just put out an album doesn't mean we have to stop working. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like a, a small EP by the end of the year will probably be a good. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. If you listen to the album, it's it's kind of hard because it's not in it's not in order. But there was a way that we recorded, and you can tell you can tell if, if you were to put it in order, you'd be able to tell when the later songs were because our style kind of changed as we were more comfortable and as we wrote more and more but um yeah so we're going to do hopefully a new EP by the end of the year a lot more dates um I think we're just focusing on doing more more shows yeah getting getting outside Toledo into maybe a different state I have to make a focus and then just Right when we can. All righty, dighty, there you have it. That was Kyle Randolph and Dylan Kaprowski of Stretch, right here from my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. Could not be prouder to bring this one to you guys. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for these two young men. So cool. Really think they got something unique going. They've got a good chemistry together. They're a duo, but they get up there on stage, and it's like you're watching a five-piece punk or hardcore rock or metal show. I mean, these guys really go after it. So if you get a chance, make sure you check out these guys live because you will not regret it. And make sure you pick up a copy of their debut full-length album, Awkward at its Finest. You can check that out on iTunes if you're interested in physical copies. You can probably hit these guys up online. They're good dudes. They'll get in touch with you. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hello, I'm Stretch. They also have a YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash hello, I'm Stretch. And if you're interested to check out the written version of the story that I did for their CD release show last month, you can go to ToledoFreePress.com and just either search my name, Mike Bauman, or search Stretch, and you'll be able to find that. So, Really appreciate the love from you guys. Really appreciate the love from Kyle and Dylan. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you dudes do in the future. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being part of the show and the Toledo Free Press story. Can't wait to see what you guys have in store in the next couple of years. And like I said, make sure you go follow these dudes on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hello, I'm Stretch. Really great music video, very professionally done and very funny on YouTube for their song, Bringing Down the House, which also features Ryan Waiten. From Tropic Bombs, whose music, once again, you heard as the intro to the show. That's the music you will hear as the intro to the show from here on out because I love Tropic Bombs. 
I love Ryan. He's a really good dude. It's hard to believe it's been almost four years since he and I first got in touch and I had the opportunity to do their first story and become friends with those dudes over the years and watch their journey. They also make a lot of really, really good music, you guys. So make sure you go to iTunes where you can pick up Nuclear Honeymoon, their debut full-length album, and hit those guys up on Facebook. I think it's just facebook.com forward slash Tropic Bombs if you're interested in picking up copies of either their full-length album, Nuclear Honeymoon, or their new EP, Return to Bomber Bay. The song that you hear as the intro to the show is Block the Sun. Really great track. And once again, another really great band live. And actually, that brings me to my next point, which is the March Madness on Main Street show, which is coming up here in Toledo, Ohio on Friday, March 13th. There's going to be three stages and 21 bands. And guess who's playing? Tropic Bombs is going to be there, as well as Stretch, who you heard on this show Illumira, Once Over, uh, Bathhouse Betty, Kaleido, Jamie Baumgartner. I mean, just so many really, really good bands are going to be on that show. So whether or not you're in the area and you're within driving distance to northwest Ohio and you can get to Toledo and see that show, or if you and your buddies are really big music nerds like me and you just want to have fun and it's only a couple of hours and it's not it's not that far of a drive and you want to take a little road trip for the weekend – Come on out. You will not regret it. Rain Wilder is also going to be there, another great local rapper. His new album, Vibes, is incredible. Check that out on iTunes. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. Tickets in advance are 5 bucks. Come on, 5 bucks. Where are you going to get that kind of music for 5 bucks? I didn't even mention Goodbye Blue Skies, a really, really good band who's, who's generated a lot of noise the last couple of years. They're working on a full-length album right now, probably pretty close to getting it out. They've been hard at work on that for a, a while now and, and really have, have a lot of great music. Check out Goodbye Blue Skies on iTunes. Their music is there. Um, I, I just I can't even I can't even tell you how excited I am that I've had the opportunity to get my start in my hometown and cover all this great local music that's that's coming out. And and really what's cool is there's a lot of really, really good camaraderie in the local scene. I mean, even that show that I just mentioned to you guys on Friday, March thirteenth. Uh, with with March Madness on Main Street. Go to innovationconcerts.com to check out all the deets on that show. But it will feature Stretch and Tropic Bombs. But what I'm saying is I'm just I feel really blessed to have been able to, to come from this area, to cut my teeth in this area, my career, and, and really get an opportunity to uh to to make friends with a lot of these these bands and a lot of these artists and, and give give them some exposure. You know, that feels really, really good to me uh to be the middleman in between sharing their music with people you know what i mean from their story to me being the middleman of sharing their story and their music with people that's really really what it's all about it's not about being a star it's not about any of that it's really about sharing music with people and giving you guys the the deets on on how they got to where they got and, and what they're doing and who they are so thank you so much to all the bands and all the artists that i've talked to over the years and and to all of you people who check out the show or check out my writing on toledofreepress.com because it's all about love man i really appreciate it Speaking of which, I've also been hard at work getting the past episodes of Bauman's Breakdown on YouTube. I'm trying really, really hard to get those up. Uh, it takes a little bit to upload those, you know, because you got to change the MP3 to a WMV file, blah, 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 blah. 
but I'm working really, really hard to get past episodes of Bauman's Breakdown on YouTube. I only have so much space on my Podbean account, and they are awesome. Podbean is great. I recommend anybody who wants to start a podcast to use Podbean because they've been awesome. They've got great prices. They've got professional features. I mean, it makes it really easy to do what I'm doing and, and what a lot of other people are doing on Podbean. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, check them out. I would recommend you look at them as one of the host uh, services to use to uh, to upload your stuff because they're really cool. That being said, the plan that I have, I, I, I only have so much space and I don't make that much money. So um, I try to keep the most recent ones on there and it's something I really should have done from the get-go, man, but you live and you learn. So I'm getting all of the past episodes up on my YouTube channel right now. Go to YouTube and type in Bauman's Breakdown, you will find a lot of those past shows. I think I got like 15 of them now up of like the 30 or so that I've done. And those include Ray Luzier from Corn, Elias Soriano from Nonpoint. Um, they include Mike D from Kill Switch Engage, God Forbid, uh, uh, former guitarist for God Forbid, Doc Coyle, who's now doing his own thing out in California. Really cool dude. So uh, and a bunch of other ones, old episodes with Tropic Bombs. I mean, you name it. I've got a lot of stuff on there, a lot of really fun interviews with with people from across the music musical uh, spectrum. So check that out uh, and subscribe to the channel, please. No, I'm not going to beg you to subscribe to the channel, although that would be cool if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and you subscribe to my YouTube channel because uh, then we can get more exposure to all these great bands and great artists and, and just – get their word out to people man it's i've been really blessed to to be able to do this stuff you guys and i'm just chasing what i love doing man so uh go there check it out if you're interested in checking out some of those past shows uh or if you wanted to see uh, how this how this puppy started because it's been almost three years now since we actually recorded the very first episode of bombs breakdown and time is flying and it's crazy i'm going to be 27 here in a couple of weeks and i don't know where time is going but uh, i appreciate all of you who have who have stuck on with this thing and i would encourage you no matter what city you live in check out your local music scene support these guys because it's so cool when you get to see them in a a club and go from a little 100 person club to playing bigger shows and bigger arenas and, and one day you'll look back and be like i was with those dudes from the beginning that's how i feel about stretch that's how i feel about tropic bombs that's how i feel about a lot of bands and a lot of artists in the local music scene in toledo and i mean that from the bottom of my heart because they are that good and i'm not just saying it because it's my hometown so thank you once again to kyle and dylan from stretch once again facebook.com forward slash hello i'm stretch youtube.com forward slash hello i'm stretch the debut album which came out right before the new year came in is awkward at its finest you can pick that up on itunes and the other really cool thing about this is I get to share a song with you guys. That is right. Kyle was nice enough to give me a song from the debut album to give to you guys on this podcast to give you a taste of what they do. This is the latest single that they played on 100.7 FM, The Zone, locally. On Peapod, a great DJ. I can't wait to see what the future holds for that dude. Uh, Chris Daher, super cool dude. Um, really, really been passionate about supporting the local music scene with On the Radar and what they're doing with Brock Curry and Innovation Concerts locally is awesome. It's cool to see local DJs support the local scene. But they debuted this song on 100.7 FM The Zone locally, and it's called Sky Is Falling. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up and give you guys Sky Is Falling from Stretch's debut album 
Awkward at its finest. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Peace. Here sky is falling from stretch. Can hardly be used, no When being heartless is all that you know She's not a fault though She's a target of emotional abuse Part of the blame starts with the family Can't they say what she needs? What she needs is to be appreciated and loved Her relationships have suffered because She was never taught she's enough She always thought nothing was better than something Cause that's something she's seen Seems so unappealing Even though the feelings in her heart They're guiding her to him She's lying but trying to push him away She thinks the way that she is Means she deserves to stay Hurt and alone It haunts her He wants to be hers But all he wants her to know is Is When you feel While he's trying to doze off And it ain't easy when his head's stuck kinda. He's convinced that he loves her But he ain't yeah. sure she loves him back Cause he's the kind of person who hurts when he's not a pair He's uncertain if he'll ever be loved the way he loves or cares He was sure he never put his heart on the line to her And prayers had not helped him Cause she won't let him in Now he's barely alive Still he's like, call me any time of the night And I'm by your side, that's the kind of guy I am And the kind of person you are Makes it easier to not wanna fight it You got the fuel, so let me ignite it The fire inside is dying to be unleashed So why not try it? We can save each other, break the silence When you feel But I gotta let you know, I would never let you go Through thick and through thin, we're sticking together No matter the weather, we'll weather through that weather Forever you are mine, even when we're running from that falling sky